Hey there. Welcome to the podcast. Today I'm going to be sharing one concept that I often refer to here on this channel. And it's the idea that you become what you think about. And that via your mind, you can create your reality. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And let's get into it. You become what you think about all day long. And I want to share my take on how this process works. And my hopes are that by the end of this episode, you have significantly upgraded your magician powers, your ability to mind bend, that is to use your imagination so that you can create your reality, right? Because that's what life's all about, right? It's us creating in this world, bringing that which exists in mind into fruition. And so we start with an analogy. Mind is like a mansion. And this mansion contains many rooms, an infinite number of rooms, probably. Every mental state that you can possibly occupy is contained within this mansion. And when we enter a room, we illuminate it with our attention. If we sit in a room long enough, we crystallize it into physical form. So that can be the vision. If you sit in the room of mind wherein your vision lies and you illuminate the ideal reality, you, you imagine what that looks like, you write it down, you clarify it, you begin to shine the light of your consciousness upon this imagining of yours. As you sit in that room, it begins to further crystallize. It begins to take form from this nebulous thing that first existed as pure potential. The moment you open that door, you sit in that room, it begins to take the physical form. So if we sit in a room of mind, namely the vision, long enough, and if we hold emotion in our bodies intensely enough, and we bring that to mind vividly, it will slowly crystallize into the physical form. Let me show you how this takes place because I think it's going to upgrade your ability to actually create in this world. It's going to give you a little paradigm shift, okay, and show you the importance of standing guard at the door of your mind and really being selective as to what mental states you allow yourself to occupy, right? And with a little help from meditation, perhaps you're going to be able to notice when you're in a mental state that is not serving you and deliberately move your attention to a room of mind that is more congruent with the vision. So as you clarify your vision more and more, as you're more clear on what your ideal reality looks like, right? The lifestyle, the relationships, the financial abundance, how you're spending your time, where you're living, just really understanding what the ideal reality looks like for you. As you do that and you begin to relate to that vision as that already, right? You are the person who will become that, right? As you do the work of becoming that ideal self, right? So that we may create that ideal life, you're going to start to feel it more and more in your internal world, right? As in your thoughts are going to start to occupy the vision more and more, right? That's something I've noticed in the past year for me, um, start strikingly so where 
before, you know, I had a vision, I had an idea of what I wanted for my life, but now it's gone to the point where I am kind of obsessed in a, in a flow-based manner on the vision and my thoughts, my, how I relate to the world, to everything around me is within the context of the vision that I am somebody who is deliberately, who, who is that already, right? And who is every day working to create that in his life. So as we start to clarify the vision, you're going to notice that your thoughts, your emotions, your beliefs begin to be occupied by the vision, right? And no longer are you occupied by trivial matters, right? By the gossip, by the drama, because you become what you think about, right? And this works for good or for bad. If we're thinking about resentment and jealousy and low vibe emotions, scarcity, Right. And we're living in that that low vibration, for lack of a better word, reality mentally, then that's going to begin to permeate throughout the rest of our lives. It, it, too, will crystallize just as well. Right. So what we want to start with is the vision. Clarify the vision. You're first going to feel it in your body, in your thoughts, your emotions, your beliefs. It's going to start to reflect the vision. You're going to notice yourself experience something in your life, like maybe some dynamic in a relationship. And rather than react like you might have done in the past, right? Your past self would have gone reactive. Now, you, you, because you've changed your beliefs and your assumptions at a subconscious level and you are stepping into that identity, now when that same situation happens, you relate to it in such a different way and it like doesn't even affect you. And it's almost comic, comical. It's almost, uh, it's almost comedic. Right. You're like, whoa, it's crazy how that works. Right. I, I can see myself, experience myself transforming. So as we start to embody and live in that end, live in that mental state, it will start to seep into a more and more physical expression. Right. It seeps into the physical world. It crystallizes. Right. In the same way that a solution in chemistry, when applied, uh, when you apply a certain catalyst, it crystallizes, right? It becomes a physical manifestation of what was once this nebulous uh, mental image. This will first happen through your thoughts, emotions, beliefs, right? More and more, your assumptions, your internal world will be congruent with the vision. And this will slowly start to influence your behaviors, right? Where naturally your habits are in line with the vision you're trying to create, right? Your behaviors how you move through the world, what you do, the activities you choose to spend your time on, more and more, they become in line with the vision. And eventually, as we sit in this room of mind, as we cultivate that mental image, it's, it begins to take hold in the physical plane, right? You live in that abundance, in that identity of being a multimillionaire, of having those good relationships, of having that lifestyle. And guess what? It starts to affect your relationships. It starts to affect the abundance coming into your life, it starts to manifest physically in this physical plane, right? Now, this is true for good or for bad. If we live in those rooms of mind, of scarcity and resentment and other low vibe emotions, those two will crystallize just as well. They'll be more common in our emotions, right? And in our lives at large. Joe Dispenza talks about this, how uh, a mood becomes an emotion, or sorry, an emotion becomes a mood, and then a mood becomes a state of being. So the more we practice something, we, the more we sit in that room of mind, the more solid it becomes. Okay, And we'll see this neurophysiologically as well. 
right? You, you practice those emotions of resentment and pretty soon it's not just a, an emotion you're experiencing. It's not just a mood. Now it's a state of being. Now, not only do you experience resentment, you are a resentful person. You are a jealous person, right? You are a tired person. You are a scarce person, right? The converse is true, right? And we see this neurologically. That, that's what neural pathways are, right? That's what the nervous system is. It, is. it is a means of storing information, of creating heuristics, right? It's like a, a uh, physical ex expression, physical counterpart of those mental states that we occupy. The more we occupy those ideal mental states, those ideal states of mind, right? The ideal reality, it starts to affect our bodies, our nervous systems, and the world at large, okay? So we must be wary of what rooms we occupy with our attention, lest we inadvertently create undesirable realities, okay? And this is where the saying, stand guard at the door of your mind comes from it's being that conscious observer that is aware of what states of mind you're occupying what emotions are in your body what thoughts are arising in consciousness what assumptions you're making about the world about yourself about situations in your life right what beliefs you hold to be true you stand guard at the door of your mind and you ask yourself is this ideal is this in line with the vision, right? And via meditation, like meditation is the only, or some form of introspection, is the only way that we can cultivate that ability of being aware of what's in our minds, right? Of, of standing guard at the door of your mind. You can only do that if you have some skill in meditation, right? That is some skill in being able to notice when you're lost in thought. Otherwise, guess what? You are totally in the thrall of that emotion or that thought or that assumption. And uh, to borrow a term from mathematics, R equals zero, right? That's distance is zero. You, you have no perspective on your thought, no perspective on the emotion, on the limiting belief that is currently gripping your consciousness, right? So meditation allows us to build that space of, oh, I see this thought. I notice this assumption. I notice this tendency within me. Rather than being, guess what, like a chimp. A chimp has, ha, does not have the, that ability. A chimp is merely reacting to his environment, reacting to stimulus, right? A chimp doesn't meditate, right? A chimp doesn't, or an animal that is that has a, a less developed frontal cortex and self-awareness faculty of mind. It doesn't have that space, right? But we do, okay? And right now, humans, you know, we're still evolving, we're somewhere between a chimp and the Buddha. And meditation allows us to move a little more towards Buddha and a little less from a little a little further away from being like a chimp. Okay. We want to build that space between us and our contents of consciousness, between us and our thoughts, our beliefs, our assumptions, right? And in that way, we can stand guard at the door of our minds. We can be like, hey, this is not serving me. Okay. This is would be this would serve me better this is more ideal right so a practical way of doing that is like if you notice thoughts feelings emotions beliefs that are limiting you need to be like okay what what is going on here what do i believe to be true about this situation okay and then you identify that hmm, i believe that people are judging me and you you question it you're like hmm, is that rational 
Is it rational to assume that everyone is judging me? Let me introspect upon my own experience of others. Am I always judging others? Personally, no. I'm not always talking crap about people in my head. And so why do I assume that others are doing that about me? Right? Maybe, maybe everyone is just as preoccupied with their own minds. Right? Maybe everyone is just as self-conscious and anxious as you are. Right? So we start to ask ourselves, okay, what would be the ideal belief here? What is the ideal thought? What is the ideal emotion? Well, ideally, I would assume that everybody is doing their thing. Nobody's thinking about me, right? And people are actually admiring me, right? They're actually, um, they, they're actually admiring and respecting of the characteristics I'm embodying, right? That's more empowering, right? And we start to, we first identify it, right? We first find that room of mind, right? In this mansion. We're like, okay, that's the belief. Then you practice it. Say it to yourself. Write it down, right? Visit it often. Sit in that room. Marinate your mind in that, right? And the more we do this, the more we open that door of mind wherein the vision lies. And we plop down in it. And we feel the emotions that are congruent, corresponding with it. We see the mental projections that are representative of it. We experience the vision, right, internally first. The more we sit in that, the more it begins to seep into the physical world, right? It seeps into our nervous system. It seeps into how we move through the world. And eventually, it takes a full-on crystalline form in the physical world. And what I mean by crystalline? Crystalline is, is to, when something crystallizes, it simply manifests, right? It comes about, right? In the same way that a solution crystallizes into a solid. So sit in that room of mind, right? You must first identify what's the vision, right? If we're just kind of going through our lives, we don't know what a vision, our vision is, then it's the equivalent of uh, you, ha you haven't discovered that room in the mansion, right? You haven't discovered the room of mind uh, that you actually want to create guess what? You've been exploring rooms that other people have created, right? You, you've been experiencing the thoughts and the beliefs and the imaginings that other people have placed in your mind, right? Guys, it's time for you to identify what, what do I want? What do you want? What is your ideal reality? Please create that. Identify what that is and more and more marinate your mind in that, right? I have a mind map. Um, there's a software called XMind, which I discovered from Joseph Rodriguez, X mind and I have my entire life laid out the the vision right my physical ideal self my mental ideal self my intellectual side my financial side my relationships my romantic love life side I know what that looks like I have created that room of mind and guess what because I've done that I can enter that room of mind again right I can marinate my mind and I can sit in it and as a result that reality becomes more and more its physical form, right? I will live that, right? I will have that financial abundance. I will have that time freedom. I will have that location freedom. I will have a beautiful wife one day. I will have all those things that I have set out to create, right? Why? Because I have practiced sitting in the room. I've sat in that room, right? And there's still work to be done evidently because I'm not in my final form, right? But the first step, identify the vision and clarify what's the ideal reality. 
right? And the vision, we have to have like a, you know, overarching long-term vision, but we can also have micro visions, right? We can also think ideally in the short term, right? Let me give you an example. Let's say you have, like recently I've had some, um, some weird energy in a relationship of mind, right? Of mine. And I can let my mind imagine the situation in the negative, And I've noticed it doing so. I've noticed my mind default to the, the, how do you say it? How do you put it? Default to the separation and the awkwardness and the fear, right? And I noticed that and I'm like, okay, what is ideal here? What is the ideal situation? Well, the ideal situation is that there is a flow of love and smiling and we just kind of brush it off. And we're, we have a really good conversation about books or something. That is the ideal situation. And so I imagine that. I practice that. I feel it in my nervous system, right? And I get in that, that, that state so that it begins to reflect in my behaviors so that naturally I handle the situation ideally. We can only handle it ideally if you first understand what the ideal is. Same thing in life, okay? This also works in the macro You can only live ideally if you know what the ideal is. How can you change if you don't know what you're going to change into, right? Please, two tasks for you. Create your ideal reality. Dream big. And identify your ideal self. What does your ideal self look like? What are their habits, behaviors, thoughts, beliefs, relationships, environments, vision, identity? Well, I think that's good for now. Thank you for listening. If you are somewhere in your car or wherever you are in the world, I wish you the best and know that my ideal vision and what I am actively creating embodies and occupies or rather encompasses your ideal vision as well. And in that way, we have the same intention. Our interests are aligned. Part of my mission is to strive for my self-actualization. To become the best mental, emotional, physical, spiritual being that I can be, right? The self-actualized Eric. Eric to the limit of infinity, right? And to facilitate that self-actualization in others, in you. That's my mission, right? So I wish you the best. I hope you have a really wonderful day. Thank you for exploring this particular room of mind with me. And shall we continue to explore those rooms that are gold-plated? and lavishly decorated, and respectfully peace out of all the rest.